Hey, this is Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis from YourGameSource.com. This is a special Tomb Raider episode of the world-famous GameSource podcast. First, I'm going to play our audio review of Tomb Raider, and then we're going to go ahead and do a point-counterpoint between me and Angry Nick. So I hope everyone uh, takes a listen and have fun. I will tell you during the point-counterpoint that there will be spoilers involved, so if you haven't played the game yet and you don't want to be spoiled with some of the things that goes on in the game, just may want to go ahead and check out some other great things on our site for the time being. But for those who want to listen in, enjoy. Hey everyone, it's Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives, and I'm here today to tell you about Tomb Raider and our review from www.yourgamesource.com. In the annals of video game lore, Laura Croft has until recent years been considered the queen of adventure gaming. What with a string of Tomb Raider successes in the late 90s and early 2000s, she had gaming fanboys all abuzz with her style, as well as her deadly to the bad guys, of course, substance. But in recent years, she has been given the proverbial kick to the curb by none other than our own Nathan Drake of the famous Uncharted series, which not only tread on her water, but has proceeded to splash it in her face. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics went back to the drawing board and has since designed a reboot for Laura Croft and the Tomb Raider series. And in doing so, they have given exactly just what she needed, a much welcome shot in the arm. The story takes place on an expedition to locate the lost civilization of the Yamatai, but in their search, the crew gets stranded on a mysterious island nestled deep in the heart of the Dragon's Triangle, after their shipwrecks during a storm. The opening destruction of the Endurance, instead of being an extended cutscene, could have maybe served better as the game's tutorial because your time on the island in the first hour gets off to a little bit of a slow start. Separated from her comrades, Laura starts off an adventure to not only locate and or save her friends, but to unravel the mysteries of the island and how it may all tie into what she was really searching for in the first place. Once you start exploring the island, Laura comes to the realization, rather quickly, that in order to survive, she must do the unthinkable. She must kill or be killed. It's this immediate transformation from Oh, poor, sweet, innocent, woe is me, Laura Croft, to I'm a stone-cold killing <laughs> Laura Croft is not necessarily the issue here. It's how the story at times tries to have her revert back to her innocence after a string of headshots and impaling people with your pickaxe that at times really becomes bothersome can become a point to almost take the player out of the flow of the game at hand. We want Lara to be strong, yet a conflicted character. I get that, but also I think that when you have a system that continuously rewards you, the player, for the different, yet always grisly, ways you can dispose of your foes, it kind of sets a double standard, so maybe a more deliberately slower character progression would have sufficed better to explain ultimately the hardened emotions in which her life situations evolved her into. 
Lara's story in itself, for the most part, is pretty well done, with some subtle nuances that I had yet to ever experience before in previous video games. That being said, the gameplay gathers much inspiration from titles such as Uncharted, with a healthy dose of climbing, stealth action, and third-person shooting. At least when it comes to the single-player campaign, the core mechanics rarely disappoints and makes for an interesting mixture of mayhem. Minor quibbles such as the heavy leaning on quick-time events, especially in the beginning, and puzzles which may not be as challenging as one would like, plus the NPCs or secondary characters not really having much in the way of substance, a small issue throughout the game. Your weapon of choice most likely will be the longbow, as its accuracy and feel makes for a good time when you're consistently gaining headshot after headshot with tremendous ease. Ammunition is plentiful, especially arrows, and there's always hidden treasures, tombs, or boxes containing salvage to look for and gain XP from, and in doing so, unlock new abilities, and also you can modify your weapons to make them stronger. Did this game need an RPG-like progression here? No, it didn't really. I could have done without it, because it always, really every time I tried to go into it, it unnecessarily took away focus from the core gameplay, and at no time at all did I really think I needed or desired to get to a camp in order to upgrade. What really makes this game strong is the unexpected star of the show. No, not Laura. It's the island itself. This is where Crystal Dynamics ultimately should be congratulated for, is the actual game design, as you will continually come upon new challenges and encounters. Once you have finished the main story, the island itself opens up and becomes a beautiful and interesting playground for you to explore. The game does ultimately suffer when you head over on over to the multiplayer to try one of the few limited but ultimately uninspiring options. In many ways, this game reminds me of a poor man's Uncharted 2 among thieves, in that it contains a strong single-player campaign, yet the multiplayer component seems a little bit undeveloped, but it holds a lot of promise for future iterations. Whether it be a team deathmatch, free-for-all, or objective-based option, Tomb Raider's multiplayer has components that are good, but won't stay with you, and thus will probably won't keep your interest for very long. When all is said and done, however, this Tomb Raider reboot provides many enjoyable moments. A game in which Lara and the island rise to the occasion and rarely disappoints. Unfortunately, the game falls short on other levels, ultimately making this game very good, but not quite yet ready to swim in uncharted waters. Drake, sleep easy, my friend, because your crown still sits very snugly on top of your head. For now, at least. My final verdict is 8.5 out of 10. For the full written review, check it out on the reviews page at yourgamesource.com or also as well off our mobile app. Once again, this is Yes Elvis Lives. Thank you for listening. We got her! <laughs> I did want to 
get you on here tonight because of Tomb Raider. And I want to thank everyone again for joining us. It's Gerald, better known as Yes, Elvis Lives. Uh, I've got Super Pouring here with me. He's here in the background. Yo. Uh, hey, dude. And I've, I've also got with me Angry Nick himself, SOS Rage. It's Nick. <laughs> hey. Hello, hello. Well, he might be angry here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying is the reason why I'm having him on, and Jeremiah, I just want to let everybody know, he'll be mediating in the background, uh, and if there is going to be violence between him and I, he's going to try and separate it as best as possible, or he will be able to call the police. Or if there's violence, I'll just uh, laugh and enjoy the, the fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Recently, the game actually came out, Tomb Raider to store shelves this past Tuesday, and by all indications, looks to be selling very strong. The internet's all ablaze with, with buzz on the game. It's got a uh, pretty good rating as far as it's concerned. The Metacritic score is 85 and 86, respectively, for the PS3 and 360 versions. Our um, official review here at YourGameSource.com was done last week. Going through the game extensively and doing a playthrough and playing it through, um, the score that we came up with was an 8.5. Nick here got his hands on Laura. You know, well, actually, he didn't get his hands on Laura. <laughs> uh, he got his hands on the game. Although, who would be complaining? But Yeah, well, she might be. But he got his hands on the game and has got Nick's chance to play uh, quite a bit of the game. And he sent his thoughts in. And I did want to let tell everybody before I go ahead with Nick and say it, it is going to be on his SOS Rage page. Also, as well, you'll be able to find it on Point Counterpoint. And the reason why I say that is because, well, actually, I'll let Nick tell everyone uh, what he thinks of the game. And I think everyone's going to understand why it's going to be a little bit of a Point Counterpoint between him and I. But, uh, Nick, uh, I'll let you go ahead with your thoughts on Tomb Raider. Oh, and I do want to thank you for actually bringing, you know, putting out uh, a, a great article and a great read for everyone uh, to take a look at on the yourgamesource.com website. Um, but uh, oh, no, it's no problem. I mean, you know, the game was, uh, the game definitely warranted, uh, you know, the time taken to be able to let everybody know. So, um, yeah, like Gerald said, though, you know, I recently reviewed Tomb Raider. Um, actually, at the last E3 uh the game looked incredible to begin with, just the trailers and the length of uh, video footage of gameplay we actually did see. So I don't want to say this was <clears throat> more of a game I decided to pick up and was surprised by it. I was impressed uh, by Square Enix's work on this uh, during last E3. However, I I don't hand out the score I do on games very often, obviously, However, this game really, really just wowed me. Uh, very, very impressive. I I actually awarded this game a 10 because I really, really have to look very hard to find flaws, whether they be mechanical, graphically, storyline, just overall the game is a very well-composed package. I think there are several components of this game that uh, make it unique in comparison to the Uncharted series, which I'm obviously a very uh, big fan of. I have never really been a particular fan of the Tomb Raider series. I can remember back when I was younger than I am now. Uh, you know, it was a fun game to watch as I 
because my uncle played it. However, I've always found really deterred by the games just because they were back on the uh, PSX iterations, very graphically unappealing. Uh, gameplay was horrendous. Um, overall, storyline was weak. Uh, it, it really, it really didn't depict um, a game that really anybody wanted to play. I mean, obviously there was a market for it. That's why they made them again today. But overall, I, at least for me, Tomb Raider was something that that was just not a game that I would have even wasted my time renting. However, pushing that aside, I really have to say that the the newest iteration of Tomb Raider, uh, which I did play on PlayStation 3, is probably one of the best games I've ever played. I was just um, so impressed. And, uh, you know, like I forwarded over Gerald, there's, there's a little more of an extensive review than I'll, that I'll offer verbally on, on air here. But bottom line is, is that uh, compared to its its predecessors, uh, graphically, it, it's on an entirely entirely new, unique level. Like, this is beautiful as as the charted playthrough. Um, you know, between the, the fire effects, the the um, the the dialogue, just the the way that the characters represented themselves, carry themselves. Uh, overall, it was. Um, it was a very, very graphically impressive, uh, very graphically intensive game. Uh, I mean, there, there were there were literally cutscenes and, and cinematics that um, that you as a player had to be engaged in, or you died. And you know, it was uh, it, it's something that I, I think is is something really unique that more games should. Uh, and I really and Gerald, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I mean, really, I think the first time that I've really seen the uh, they're called quick time events. Yeah, the, the quick time events. I really think time the, the times I really started seeing those was when Resident Evil Four. At, at least for me, I mean, you know, you probably have a much wider variety of games you play, but I really started seeing those 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 quick time events really kind of start popping up in Resident Evil, and I thought, I mean, I thought that was a really unique thing. Yeah, I mean, it sucked that when you died, you had to go, you had to go all the way through them again. Uh, but, you know, I think it's something that keeps you on edge. You're not sitting there for, you know, 15 minutes of, of cutscene footage, you know, just sitting there, you know, going out, grab yourself a beverage while you people on TV are still talking. So I think, I, I think graphically, uh, absolutely amazing game. Um, the, the, the architecture, the scenery, it, it just really, it's a very, very engaging to the, to the player. Uh, you really do feel like you're lost in the wilderness. Um, it, it's the, they, they do an absolutely incredible job of, of causing the, the ambience of, uh, you know, hopelessness and desperation. Um, you know, here you are, this, this young girl, you know, pretty much stranded, don't know how you got to where you are, don't know what events are going on, you know, you're, um, I, to be honest with you, uh, like I, like I stated in my, my review, this is a M-rated game for very good reason. Uh, this is not for a younger audience. Uh, there are some things right out of the gate that were even hard as an adult for me to watch. Um, I, I think from a very, very graphic, violent gore, um, I was actually a little bit taken back by uh, by the extent of how dark and uh, how, how really very dark this game is. And uh, that's kind of surprising. 
I, I, a Tomb Raider it, it historically has not been as dark and sinister as this. And, and I really think, um, although it, it deters me a little bit because of the, the graphic intensity of this, that ambience and that environment that they have manifested and created really help make the game compelling and help make you as a player um, make survival even more important than it already than it already is. And I just think they do such an incredible job of captivating the player by creating creating situations and creating an environment where you have to to literally live off your instincts and your survival instincts. To, to be able to survive and get through this, because if you don't, uh, you're dead. And the uh, j- just the, the combat system mechanically, the way the game handles, uh, you know, your your uh, your need to have to hunt animals and 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 to utilize uh, abilities such as stealth and your instinct abilities, um, weapon custom uh, customizations, modifications, being able to find parts for your weapons, uh, just being able to uh, you know, the, the, the manner of which you go about earning experience points, whether that's, you know, killing animals or, you know, looting dead bodies or, or, you know, whatever the case may be, killing boss, bosses, whatever, whatever it is. And just the whole duck and cover system, which some components that left a little bit to, to, to be desired. However, overall, they, they just had very, very fluid and, you know, as far as the, the, the mechanical operation of the game, just very fluid duck and cover system. Um, you know, at times it could be a little TVs hiding behind uh, boxes and walls and things of that nature. However, um, I, again, it, I think it really fell very much in line with the way Uncharted plays, and, and I like that. They, they I, I really like how they, they, they captured that. They, they took something, a, a very... Something that's kind of rare, it seems like, nowadays, where they took a very good formula and they, they actually stuck with it. And then they implemented um, other real key components, such as um, a wonderful storyline, um, you know, not only good gameplay, but good graphics and, and just good dialogue. And and I didn't really find things to be choppy as far as that one. You know, the storyline was, was pretty free-flowing. Uh, there, there were some times where I felt like, you know, um, here I am watching, you know, pointless videos that that don't make much sense. Reading journal entries that that aren't really making connections to anything. They're they're very cryptic. Uh, however, as you progress further through the game, you know, you you can reference those things and and you things start falling into place and making sense. And um, you know, sadly, I was only able to complete over thirty percent. But I, I'm telling you, I I couldn't put my my controller down. So. Um, Long story short, I don't want to get long-winded on here. Uh, you know, like I said, the full review, um, actually, like Gerald said, the full full review will be on my website. However, um, as far as just uh, storyline goes, uh, key gameplay components, um, just just overall, I, I had to award this game a 10. I certainly do not hand those ratings out like that very often, but this game just so incredibly amazingly just blew me away from, from what Tomb Raider historically to me has represented as just a, a terrible game. And um, they've just done an absolutely amazing, incredible job. Um, I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend that if you have not had an opportunity to play this game yet, um, you should definitely take the time to, to rent it, 
Um, I did not get an opportunity to experience the multiplayer. Maybe Jeremiah or, or Gerald, you guys could offer a little bit of insight on, on the multiplayer and how that plays. Um, however, I did get to experience the, um, you know, the core, the core storyline for, for enough to be able to, you know, write up a review. So, so you're set as far as your thoughts there are concerned with Lara Croft. I am. Okay. First off, I will uh, say real quick though that yes. I, don't, I don't think the uh, the original Tomb Raiders were terrible, but they certainly haven't aged well. Um, I mean, it's funny because Uncharted pulled from Tomb Raider. And now Tomb Raider's pulling from Uncharted, so it's kind of interesting how that went full circle. Yeah, kind of ironic, right? Um, definitely. I, I couldn't agree with you guys more on that. Um, well, I first will start off by, again, saying that the official review for Game Source was completed last week. Uh, it was given an 8.5. And I do agree with Nick wholeheartedly on saying that this game is a definite game that people should play out there. Um, I will also say that since Nick didn't get to try the multiplayer, and and I did extensively in order before I did the review, um, the multiplayer is something as I compared. I told Jeremiah before the uh, we started taping uh, that I compared it a lot to the Uncharted 2's multiplayer, which was their first foray into the multiplayer uh, forum. That it was okay. Um, it held some promise for the future. Um, which ultimately, in, in Uncharted 2's case, was Uncharted 3's multiplayer, which is outstanding, and still being supported today, I might add, by Naughty Dog. And if you get a chance and you've not tried it, it's now free to play um, on the PlayStation Network. Um, it, it holds some promise, Tomb Raider's multiplayer, but um, there's really nothing that will keep anybody in trance for any length of time, um, and it's something probably after a month, even with new map packs added, uh, that will not keep uh, too many people's interests um, because it, it really doesn't have any diversity as far as the match modes are concerned, and it really doesn't have anything new to bring to the table. That being said, again, like um, I had stated before, it's a uh, game that we scored 8.5 here. Uh, it's a great game to play, and I highly recommend, like Nick, um, to give uh, definitely Lara Croft and Tomb Raider a, a try because this iteration, uh, it definitely reboot was uh, well worth it. And then my kudos to Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. But um, I do want to start off by saying if anybody uh, it doesn't want to hear any spoilers, uh, because I am going to go a little bit on the spoiler end of it, I might uh, be in my haste say some things about the game. Uh, story and, and outlining and, uh, that uh, you may not want to hear. So if you are uh, don't want to hear any spoilers, um, you might want to end uh, the podcast and go back to yourgamesource.com and see all the other great things that we have to offer there or our Facebook site. So um, that being said, Nick, as a, as a counterpoint to what you're saying, I'm going to start off with five words. What are you smoking, dude? I think is probably the best way to start off. The game is solid. It's very good. The campaign uh, has a lot of comparisons to Uncharted. And in fact, in some ways, because it's not as linear as Uncharted, uh, it does have unique advantages in that you can traverse through the entire island. Uh, The island itself is, is, as I had stated in my review, is the star of the show. And the level design, as far as I'm concerned, must be commended on 
to Crystal Dynamics by us here. It, it was a great triumph uh, as far as the island design is concerned. I think Lara's story uh, in and of itself as a whole uh, is very solid. That being said, uh, can I ask you a question, Nick? Sure. <laughs> How did you feel uh, when you first saw Lara getting to that first marker and having to realize she had no choice um, as she was going to get the bow for the first time and had a choice, uh, no choice in order to eat. She must do the unthinkable, kill, or, or she will be killed. We, we getting into a PETA topic here? <laughs> well, no, not necessarily, because I'm sure PETA didn't like the fact that, you know, her first target was a deer, or it could have been a rabbit. You, you don't necessarily have to kill the deer. It, it makes itself the first obvious choice, but, you know, you could go and search out other animals uh, within the island if you chose to for your first kill. But that yeah. being said... I, I you know, I um, I really think, and I mean, you know, I'm not all about, uh, you know, trust me, I'm, I'm the last person who's all about, you know, hurting innocent animals and things of that nature. I The, the idea, the concept behind what they had, um, what they what they were going for, um, I think was great. I, I mean, to 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 have thought of, even though like later on down the road, um, I, I think my I think my thing is, and and I and I kind of feel impartial on this. I, I think my initial concept of of when they introduced that component was that that was going to be something that was you know that was going to be mandatory as part of your survival, and that ended up being more of something. Uh, a way to get extra experience like it wasn't um it wasn't something that you know like you had a physical endurance or stamina meter and you had to get to a point where oh hey you know during the middle of the storyline i have to go and hunt something to be able to 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 up my stamina again um at the same time i'm not disappointed it didn't go that route because even though it, the game initially kind of starts out somewhat and, and even and even to say the game starts out slow I mean, even that's really a stretch because it really doesn't. I mean, you, you get right into the middle of the action right in the beginning of the game, but initially when you're learning that and you get to that point where you're, you know, you, you get the bow and then, you know, you're, you're, you're told to go and hunt, um, you know, I'm glad it didn't end up following through to where that was a requirement because I really think that would have detracted from the game. But I, I think it was a really cool concept to, um, you, you know, just the whole – process from start to end the way you know you'd have to you you have to hunt animals to be able to you know loot and get experience and, and you know stuff like that so i disagree with you as far as the start of concern it started uh, uh uh two bit on it started too slow uh and the progression to the first campsite uh to me was um something that uh it was a little bit slow and, and tedious as far as it's concerned. And there was an extended cutscene in the beginning. And I uh, alluded to in my review, I think that's where the tutorial should have been as far as it's concerned. So that by the time you were put on the island, you were ready to go as far as with all your skills uh, intact. Um, I think uh, that instead of doing an extended cutscene uh, for the crash landing of the Endurance... Um, they should have chosen that, uh, those times where she's drowning and the times where she has to leap into the air, 
Um, they should have chose those times as far as, you know, learning how to climb, jump, rolls, things of that nature. Well, uh, how, how can you say that? I mean, how can you say that was slow? I mean, really right slow when she's, where she's, where, again, spoiler alert, she's, uh, she's captured, she's swinging back and forth, uh, she's learning how to, to, uh, her first steps on the island. Um, it does go into, one of the numerous quick time events, uh, especially in the beginning. Um, and I, I know your uh, affection for the quick time events is not sh- shared by as many individuals because I've played, like you said, I've played a lot of games that, that have incorporated quick time events. And I think this leaned, uh, one of my criticisms of the game is that, especially in the beginning, it leans a little bit towards quick time events a little bit too much. Incorporated into the game, in a much more varied fashion, it, you know, as it does later in the game, it, it, it places itself fine. I just think it, it was a little bit too uh, uh, um, instituted too much um, in the beginning. Um, the quick time events to, the, to a lot of individuals are something that, that may have been played out a little bit too much uh, for video games as a whole, not just saying Tomb Raider. Um, I do want to say that did you have an, uh, uh, kind of a shell shock kind of experience like many have when she goes from poor, sweet, innocent Laura to the headshot hunting honcho uh, that she becomes instantly like that as soon as she gets that bow? I mean, she feels sorry for the deer in one second. Then she's headshotting people in, in the next scene, and then she's feeling bad again about uh, something else, and then she's headshotting people again, and this this going back and forth for the player uh, from cutscenes where she feels guilt and and anxiety over killing innocent things, and yet she's a, a remorseless killer when it comes to the actual gameplay seemed like a disconnect for many people, uh, and I thought that was a little minor quibble as well. Well, I, I mean. And again, you know, the graphic intensity, I, I mean, what I was really more surprised about was just the graphic intensity. And, I mean, there were some scenes that just, you know, make you cringe. I uh, mean, she's brutal. I mean, and, yeah. and I don't want to play off the fact that this is a female protagonist because, you know, in the Gears of War series, uh, there's some brutal uh, killings and, and maimings. Um, as well, and that were done by male characters and protagonists. So on that level, I can understand um, the brutality of it all. But um, when, if that's the case, and if you didn't have an issue, like you said, you didn't have an issue and you said it fit in the game's uh, persona to have those brutal killings um, as diverse and, and brutal as they were, um, some of the issues I have with it is, is for instance, when you're using the bow, which was my weapon of choice for the most part uh, when I played through the game, um, you would shoot somebody in the neck with a flaming arrow, and you still don't get a kill off of it. It isn't until you get the headshot that, uh, on a lot of occasions, you would you, unless yeah. you get a headshot, you don't get a kill. And and when the game basically rewards you and continually only rewards you when you get headshots, uh, to me is a little bit gratuitous and sends the wrong message as a whole, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, I mean, that that is one, and, and I, I didn't notice that really until I started getting in more where the enemies were, were more resistant to. You mean you shoot somebody in the neck, in the chest, with a flaming arrow, for goodness sakes, and it does nothing. And yeah, then, but... 
but you know, I also noticed that you know by depending on depending on how how much you charge your uh, you know the the between the upgrades that you you uh, the upgrades you've either made as a survivalist as on, whether on top or and or here um, whether your preference was to upgrade your survivalist skills or to upgrade your weapon or you know to top you know to to layer those on one another. I think increase the effectiveness of your bow. However, however, I have to agree with you. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous sometimes. But if you're getting headshots all the time, you really don't even need to use the upgrades. No, no, I and I agree. But but you know, I and correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't at some point throughout the gameplay, aren't there armored enemies that have armor like over their head, their chest area that. I mean, and yes, you have to use a different weapon than your bow. Um, you have to use um, either your pickaxe or a shotgun or a gun of some type. Or if you do, it's the only time you, if you wish, you really can level up. You can institute a, a arrow kill where you can duck and roll and come up from behind and stab him in the neck with an arrow. Spoilers again, people. I'm sorry, but it's just uh, you know, yeah, I, gruesome I mean, kills there are are quite plentiful in this game. I, I just, I, I just, I'm along the same lines with you. I my actual preference, just because of the stealth you had, which I'll get into that in a second. The 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 ability, the the stealth that you had, and even in in the middle of like combat, really distance wise. You really were at a much greater advantage using the bow, and you know as you go through and you pick up like the shotgun and the rifle and the handgun, and and I actually really believe it or not found my handgun and my bow to be more oftentimes more effective than the machine gun, you know. But it's just like any, it's just like you know pretty much any other game that you play that that utilizes the same type of of components that this game. Displays is just my goodness. The pickaxe, for goodness sakes, is a is a truly effective weapon. If yeah, you it. It, it is, especially when you're you know you're, Impa- you're impaling it on someone's head, <laughs> or you know if you're if you're in a situation where I think like things like to be able to get a skill and you know it sounds stupid, but to throw dirt in the enemy's eyes. I mean, you know, it's like when you when you look at something like that, you're like you know, wow, that's actually a really unique uniquely effective way to 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 be evasive in the middle of of of, of battle and, and it's you know it's effective but i will tell people out there um there are some upgrades that are given you without even going to a menu upgrade there's some uh like for instance the fire arrow is given to you a rope arrow is given to you you can actually go through the game and i've already heard some some feedback on this that you can actually go through the game and not have to actually go to the upgrade menu once to give you an example of that, because what you have are given as far as the the default modifications on it um, for a lot of the occasions are are satisfactory enough. Yeah, well, I, I think part of that is to cater to the people that like the RPG elements and the people that would rather just play it as an action game. Yeah, but but also, I mean, think of the the expert difficulty level. That's a good, that's a good point, Jeremiah. I mean, I, I'm I think it also a large in large part it's it's the uh, level of difficulty you're playing on. I, I doubt you're going to be able to do that if you if you if you're playing through expert. 
If you're getting headshots, it really doesn't matter because you're, you know, like I said, this game really solely relies on it and encourages nothing but headshots. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I guess, I guess for me, that wasn't an element that, that was really, that really bothered me. Um, I'm going to give you, for instance, you can shoot somebody with your machine gun seven or eight times, and they'll finally drop, and you'll only get 10 XP, which is the same amount of XP you would get for killing a rabbit in the game. And yet, if you go ahead and just hit somebody in the arrow, uh, in the head with an arrow 10 or 100 feet away, it doesn't matter the distance, uh, you'll get 15 times that. So, it's, you know, what well, does that yeah, tell but- if you're fa- if you're faced with five or six enemies, Gerald, and uh, you know it's easy enough to take a machine gun out and, and mow all those guys down, uh, you know that that that's easy to do. However, it takes a pretty impressive skill set to be able to take those five guys down and land hand sh- and land uh, headshots with a bow. I mean, you know, call spade a spades. I mean, you should get more experience for being able to pull something like that off. Now I I, under, I I I I'm not going to say I don't understand where you're coming from. Is it a bit excessive to have to to have to do that to be able to rack up rack up enough experience points to to get those upgrades? Yeah, I, I mean I, I'll agree to some point. I mean yeah, it is excessive. But you know, again, that wasn't really an element of gameplay that really that really bothered me. You know, if if I was in the heat of combat and you know the bow wasn't doing the job, which sometimes it ended up. Being able to come to my, my as a last resort to to be able to, you know, they're closing the gap and you know I may not be able to reload fast enough to switch over to that bow or whatever circumstances may have, may have been, you know, bam, you're able to take that person out and and be able to give yourself some breathing room. But I think when you went up to that next tier, like the hardened tier, correct me if I'm wrong, and you were able to 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 really maximize the effectiveness of those survivalist upgrades and those weapon upgrades. You know, you were able to give yourself more of an edge, especially when you were able, like you said, were able to start using that the pickaxe as a as a resource to be able to to evasively get out of situations or or you know counter counterattack in you know in, in the middle of being you know overwhelmed. So, I, I mean, for me, that wasn't really an element that I found that that really detracted. You know. That really detracted from from the game overall to me. I, I mean, but but again, I, I I can agree. I mean, it was a little bit it was a little bit excessive. And as far as the story is concerned as a whole, um, uh, you know, I I thought the Yamatai concept was fine um, when you're fine, locate, trying to locate the ancient city of Yamatai, and the fact that she continuously had issues and bad luck and poor decision making just so you could keep the story element continuing on, so you could do another segment of the game. That I don't mind, uh, you know, if it's if it's dealt with properly. Um, but there were some issues, you know, and concerns I have, like uh, and and things that Crystal Dynamics may have overlooked. Like there's a point where you get knocked unconscious. Uh, Laura gets knocked unconscious, and then she winds up um, upside down um, in a uh, cell full of cadavers, and you know that that's not not an issue I have with normally, except that they these henchmen fr- neglected to take the bow and three guns that you have actually on your person. So um, as yeah, a that henchman, part, that part sucked. 
Yeah, as a henchman, you know, when you were calling, I remember you went a long time ago on one of the other podcasts. You were, you know, calling dial one eight hundred henchman. Um, would you <laughs> would you call them and ask to make sure you get henchmen that when they go and knock you, the main protagonist unconscious to make sure that they alleviate um, that person from all their you know weapons, especially if they're held upside down. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought when. Now, are you talking about the part when, when spoilers again, people? When those samurais came? No, I'm t- uh, I'm t- well, when you first start, they they get she gets into a temple and she sees the uh, the airline pilot um, that's uh, gets uh, killed right in front of her face, and the next thing you know, she's caught by uh, um, some of the bad guys, and the next thing you know, she's in she's hung upside down into a a cell of uh, um, scattered cadavers all over the place. Okay, I sorry because you know she's she's captured and it seems like she's she's no, captured she's, more than once. I, I will yeah. say that yes, <laughs> um, but uh, in this time, yeah, you know she's hung upside down well, and she does get herself free. But the problem is that she's uh, you know has all of her equipment, and I thought that was uh, an oversight, or maybe it wasn't. But they just couldn't figure out how we could, the player can actually get all their equipment back and and have it justified. So. I, I see. I see where you're coming from on that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to really look at you know the, the details, and then also as well, the NPCs as a whole that you're dealing with are either are just moronic or just um, basically uh, you know fit a stereotype or a characteristic uh, that's really not not that uh, engaging. Um, yeah, it's almost like they were trying to find a way to get rid of them they went to the uncharted 101 class and they took and they took a lot of elements from the uncharted one uh series and they went to uncharted 101 class and they got a lot of stuff out of it and they did great and they expanded on a lot of these concepts which i truly enjoyed but the class they did miss though however was expanding the side characters and making them interesting and fleshing them out because virtually none of those characters outside of Roth is 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 even remotely interesting. So, yeah, I I don't know if um I don't know if they really I don't know if they really spent the adequate time uh character building those relationships and I think that's why you're But over the course of a 15 25 hour game, uh which is how, you know, how many how many hours I've spent on it already. Well, but you know, but I mean, you know, Instead of character building and developing those 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 relationships, they're killing them off. So I mean that that's not really giving that's not really spending the adequate time. I, I, I mean I agree with you on that. That's not spending the adequate time to build that relationship. And and you're right to um, to to not to not see them. I mean you're seeing them as moronic because I mean they, they really are. I mean like when Grim um, again spoiler you know when Grim for instance. You know, took the leap of faith and took him and that enemy off the cliff. It's kind of like, okay, well, and it was a really much of a need to do that. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you know, it, it's no. I mean, I, I I agree with you on that. I, uh, you know, I don't really think they took enough time spending, uh, you know, building and developing those relationships because, uh, you know, I, I don't really know how to put it. I mean. 
you know, you, you really, you do have a sense of, of, of hopelessness because it's like right when you accomplish one thing, you already have new, you know, you, new circumstances that present themselves that are putting you right back in a position where you're by yourself. And it seems like every time you find Roth, which, I, which, and Gerald, I'm just saying, but. He gets around, by the way, for a guy who has a yeah. really bad leg. I'm just going to have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's just kind of strange how, you know, now that we're talking about this, I'm thinking like, you know, initially when you were, you know, when you were supposed to find him, it's kind of like, did you tell him at any point, did you hear him at any point tell Laura where exactly he was and where to meet up with him? And uh, exactly, and, and also as well when he dies, ultimately dies, in his act of faith, and, and, and spoilers again, and I hope you've already turned it off or and looked at other part of the site if you, you know, don't want to be spoiled. Um, and he uh, took the leap of faith and uh, um, actually got in the way and saves, sacrificed himself for Laura um, at the hands of Matthias. Um, what happened to Matthias? He just disappeared. The dude yeah. just the, the dude just threw a hatchet and and knocked off Roth and had could have had Laura all to himself as far as uh, in a weakened condition, and uh, he, he disappears. He's gone. I don't get it. The the lady that's been the main thorn in your side for the past fifteen hours and you just disappear. Um, excuse me. And, and I'll tell you some of the. I'm telling you, if there's somebody that's been dogging me for 15 hours, I'm sorry. I'm letting them know right away how I feel. <laughs> I, I, and some of the stuff just, you know, again, without trying to sound sexist, because I mean, you know, she, she is a female. Just, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the 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 violence towards her, like you know, when they were punching her and kicking her and stuff like that. I mean. Some of that was really unsettling to watch, to be honest with you. And uh, I do want to congratulate the fact on that is – no, not that part of it, but the fact that it was written, the story was written by a woman, um, and that they were she would go ahead and put herself in that position of writing what many would be sensitive material in that sense because she – it would have been so easy for a man to write that those parts – but when a woman writes it, it makes it uh, – to me, I admire that because she's willing to go and cross that line and have people talk about that um, as far as, you know, certain, those certain points in the game as opposed to, to you know, just like you said, be, seeing it as a sexist game or, or anything of that nature. But it was written by a woman, and those segments were introduced um, uh, by a female in regards to um, the story is concerned, so I just wanted yeah. to make sure that was known out there. So, no, I mean that some of that. So, I mean, some of the some of the scenes were. I mean that some of some of those scenes were very unsettling. Uh, I mean to watch, and I think that that was the intent. Uh, you know, that was the intent to get people talking about it, to get people thinking about it, so that you know, in a lot of cases, controversy makes sales. So, but but you know, Gerald. And also, in, in, in lieu of that, though, you know, I, I guess, I guess realistically, you know, it's not about sugarcoating it because provided she was really in a situation like that, do you think that those kinds of people with the mentality and, and the, 
the the psychosis or whatever those people you know the the, the paranoia disillusion that they had do you really think they were going to go oh wait well she's a woman so you know we're not going to hurt her i mean realistically i, I mean realistically that could have very well happened the way it did well and, seeing seeing how well she recovers from certain things as she gets impaled um she gets beaten up she gets she falls from great heights and 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 miraculously she gets uh she gets up from all these things um i just like the part yeah. that when she wakes as she rises up out of a sea of blood and 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 there's no blood to be seen a few minutes later just you know she's very dirty but uh I, you know little nitpicking things like that i just you gave the game a 10 on as far as the what you've played so far and uh, I just can't agree with you uh, at all on that. I, I think the game's uh, in, incredibly good. I think it's something it's a must-play for people out there. But there's a reason why I played uh, 25 hours the game and and uh, before I I was able to to review it and and gave it an 8.5. And uh, I just think it has a lot of little things that it, it needed to shore up before you could put it in the realm of Uncharted. It it really tries to be Uncharted. It really wants to take that throne back, but I really think ultimately with with its flaws, small flaws in the singer player and also as well, um, you know, the story. Story is okay. It's, it, it's just not as engaging as one of the Uncharted stories per se. Um, it does have its twists. But uh, ultimately, that and the multiplayer ultimately ends up to being a a very good, a very strong, but not a perfect ten, to say the least. I, and and you know, I again, I I'm I'm measuring it based on on what I perceive from what I've played. And uh, Uncharted, undoubtedly, there's there's elements about Uncharted that just make Uncharted unique. And you know, in comparison to Uncharted, even though the dialogue is 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 very well structured in Tomb Raider, I think there were finer points of humor, and and Nathan Drake was was more than just a video game character. I, I think Nathan Drake, I mean Nathan Drake made that game. I mean, when when I'll put it to you this way: when people were seeing Uncharted two and Uncharted three and playing through it. Uh, you know, people who were not playing the game were actually sitting down and watching you. My wife would actually sit down for long periods of time because she wanted to see it how it was going to work out um, because the story itself in both Uncharted 2 and 3 were so engaging to her. Uh, Tomb Raider, like I said, it, for a video game, the story is solid, but it really just doesn't have that little extra secret sauce to make it something special in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think if you really want the story of Uncharted, you can just watch Firefly. <laughs> I, uh, that's I, uh, that's uh, that's a good point, Jeremiah. And actually, I'm, you know, I know uh, um, the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, there's a good reason why the Sci-Fi Channel play replays that heavily. It's it's a great uh, movie, and if anybody gets a chance to see it, uh, I, I would recommend it as well. Well, I I um. As far as comparing it to Uncharted, uh, I, I think Uncharted is kind of its own its own thing. And Uncharted is Uncharted. I, I think it's a great game, and I think it's a game that, you know, I could play time and time again. And, you know, I, I just, 
the the one element that that I wish Tomb Raider had, which it it does as you progress further throughout the game, is that it's you know Uncharted is not really so much about sneaking around too much. I mean, it's firefight, taking people down. Uh, you you know you're real you're real physically engaging. You know you're up in people's faces, hand to hand combat. Uh, just the 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 witty dialogue. I think Tomb Raider took a a more serious approach. However, the the level of fictional content and and the way the game is structured on a fictional level is a lot different than Uncharted 2, you know. So, you know, it, on some levels that's an unfair comparison. But, you know, based on the core components of the game, you know, I, I have to disagree. I, I think the game is, is incredibly well made. Uh, I, I think if you can move past those small elements that, that – Maybe tedious, um, you know. Yeah, one eight hundred henchmen. You know, they pretty much all look alike. They all pretty much react the same. But you know, the the, the way the AI reacts to 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 noise, to uh, to combat situations, and uh, you know, enemy engagements are are for the most part um, fairly unique. Uh, I think overall, the game the game is is very well made. Very, very, very well made. I think they did an amazing job on it. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I have to disagree. I'm going to stick by what I gave it. Well, there we go. Um, a discussion in detail on the new Tomb Raider. If you want more, please check us out at uh, yourgamesource.com. Um, on the point counterpoint, going to have both the written versions of what Nick has thought on uh, Tomb Raider and uh, a detailed version on what I think of his version of <laughs> Tomb Raider as well. Um, don't forget to uh, catch us on a YourGameSource.com YouTube page, obviously as well, GameSource on Facebook, and also as well, Your Game Source on iTunes. We truly appreciate you listening in uh, on this podcast today. Um, I want to thank Jeremiah, uh, also as well, Nick. Um, and I did before I turn it over to you guys real quick to say say farewell. I did want to make sure everybody knows on the podcast page um, we do have audio reviews which we've started for some of the games uh, for Nino Cooney, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Tomb Raider, Crisis Three, Dead Space Three, among others. And going forward in the future, uh, we're going to try and, and see if we can kick out many uh, audio reviews. Because if you don't have the time to listen to one our one of our 50-minute, one-hour, two-hour podcasts, you can actually just cut it down and click on the audio reviews right on the left-hand corner of our podcast page, and just or on our mobile app. And I forgot to mention our Game Source mobile app. Don't forget to download download that. Uh, which has all of our blogs, uh, all the great stuff going on in the video game world that we post, and also well as our podcast as well, and our audio reviews. Um, they are five to seven minutes long. They're real quick. You can burn right through them and get a great idea of what the game is going to be like if you if you decide to get it. So, um, Jeremiah, did you have anything left uh, for to say as regarding for tonight or what to look forward in the future? I think that's about it. Um going to be playing that Lego Undercover as probably my next review. Fair enough. And then also as well, if maybe uh, online, you know, we can talk. Uh, I know Joel's going to do a heavy review on uh, StarCraft II, Heart of the Swarm. 
But uh, I know uh, I want to if our next uh, meeting, as far as on podcast terms, we'll be able to talk more about it. I hope as well. Correct? Yeah, I'll definitely be able to say quite a bit on that. Zerg is my favorite race in StarCraft. Okay, and for you, Mister Angry Nick, what you've got working on as far as the concern coming up the pike? Well, as far as uh, I know, when Bioshock comes out, you'll definitely be getting a review on me from that one. Um, I know The Last of Us is down the road. I think between you and I, we'll both we'll both be we'll both be doing reviews on that. So I hope so, indeed, because uh, that's something definitely everyone's looking and pointing towards to this year. Uh, so for Jeremiah, aka Super Pouring. And Angry Nick, SOS Rage. This is Yes Elvis Lives, better known as Gerald. Thank you for listening. Check us out again at www.yourgamesource.com. If you have any questions, either comment on our Facebook page or also as well shoot us a message uh, via email at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. And remember, if you have always have an interest in being a part of the video game media industry. Hey, and you always wanted to share your thoughts on the video game world, as Jeremiah and Nick have done tonight, uh, both in a written or a verbal form. Just give us a heads up, Twitter, uh, at GameSource, and uh, follow us from there as well, because all of our great stories, and we go around the Internet to bring you all the greatest stories, because most people just focus on one or two websites we, as the leading video game aggregate site in the entire world, go to the entire chain of uh, respected uh, video game websites and bring you only the best uh, that the Internet has to offer so that you can use us as a hub uh, to your video game information world. So, uh, once again, this is Gerald, better known as Yes, Have Us Lives. Uh, thank you again for listening, and check us out, like I said, www.yourgamesource.com. Have a good one. Good night, all. Take care. Keep playing.